are you and what are you doing here? Hi, everybody. Hello, what are we waiting for? This is fantastic. Hello, hello, hello. This will only hurt for 22 minutes. It's very early. I may have to hurt you. Call me in five minutes. This is something that is treatable. This is something that is fixable. Hey, this is not a test. Oh, my God, it's early. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Okay, here we are. Uh, Take two. (laughs) You have no idea what we're doing here, but we don't either have to. uh, But uh, anyway, no, we uh, started the uh, FBTV video podcast a moment ago. And we had mistakenly forgot we had did some changes with the uh, camera and had to go back and start all over again. So here we are. And then before, well, we even had some issues starting out because, and I did the same thing. I, we, we've got everything prepared we're going to be talking about today during the video podcast. But uh, should have maybe looked over it <laughs> once or twice. We'll get through it anyway. If you heard yesterday, we uh, posted an audio podcast, audio only. <clears throat> you know we've been uh, kind of under the weather, so to speak, coronavirus. Uh, 2022, we planned on doing a couple of uh, podcasts a week, if not more, and uh, becoming more active with uh, YouTube as much as they would allow it, because uh, in today's world on YouTube, it's owned by Google Big Tech. You know, if you don't say what they want you to say, you're gone. It's that simple. And any any uh, content provider on uh, YouTube right now, they're, they're watching their P's and Q's. As we are as well. And uh, it's temporary. You know, big tech, you know, Facebook's kind of learning the hard way. Google will. YouTube will. And uh, if not, somebody will come along and eventually knock them off their pedestal. And that's what big tech's trying to keep from happening. Is uh, anybody knocking them off their pedestal? All right, what are we talking about today? It's not, I don't know, I, I was getting ready to say this is not going to be as long as you might expect for a video podcast. But uh, sometimes I say that stuff, and next thing you know, we're, we're, we're an hour later. Anyway, my name is Mike. I'm the lead consultant at Tautroa. I'm the host for your FBTV podcast. If you have any questions or anything you'd like to uh, contact us at Tautoa, feel free to call us, 479-668-0838. Video podcast is available to our clients only in the Insider area. They have full, complete access to that. Matter of fact, that's where they have access to all of the uh, review material. Our clients that go through training, uh, the live training anyway, at the end of each live training session, they have access to that that training session's review material, which includes the uh, entire video for that session. In addition to that, they have supplemental videos, downloads, and uh, even a quiz. And they have access to all that material until uh, they terminate their consulting period. And their consulting period comes after the mentorship period. I'll tell you about that in a moment. But uh, that is a three, six, or 12-month period, depending on the package they have chosen. And we got some pretty exciting news to share with you, too. Uh, going back to the mentorship program, the mentorship program, once we have a client that wants to start their broker operation as a broker agent, they're able to do so through Tautoa, through our uh, mentorship program. What happens is uh, 
once they have completed training. They'll fill out the paperwork just like any other broker agent would. Uh, that's going to be the uh, broker agent agreement where they are uh, contracting to work through Tautoa on a 60% contract. Now you may be going, well, what's a 60% contract? 60% contract is a commission base. Now, what that amounts to, and it doesn't matter if you're through Tautoa in the mentorship program, if you're through a brokerage, outside brokerage, contracting to a broker direct as a freight broker agent, your your percentage commission uh, is paid off of load net. You may hear this a million different ways. Gross profit, load profit, load net, whatever. We call it load net. We always have. The net of the load. The net's the difference between what the customer paid you to move a load and what you paid the truck. Okay? That's simple. So, if you have, if you agreed, or the customer agreed to pay you, say, $2,000 to move a load from point A to point B, and you procured a truck, you got a truck for 1600 Okay, the load net's going to be four hundred. Customer paid you two thousand dollars. You paid the truck sixteen four hundred dollar net. That's where you're going to make your commission. You're going to make your commission from that four hundred dollars. So if you're on a sixty percent commission schedule, sixty percent contract, your commission on that four hundred is going to be sixty percent of that four hundred. So you would be paid two hundred and forty dollars commission on that load. Nice thing about being a broker agent, you are self-employed, you're an independent contractor, there are no taxes held out. You'll get a 1099 at the end of the year. Bottom line, if you made $240 on a load, you're going to get paid $240 for that load. All right, if you want to learn more about Tautoa and our services, uh, check us out at Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com, call me. 479-668-0838. Now, you may be asking, how long can I be in the mentorship program? Well, that depends on the package you choose, 3, 6, or 12 months. <clears throat> so check us out. Check us out. And again, call me. You can contact me, too, through FBTV. Uh, matter of fact, on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, uh, we have forms up there. Email me direct, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. You can even Skype us. Open up your Skype. And uh, do a search for FBTV. You'll find us. Okay, pretty pretty easy to find. So keep that in mind. All right, today's Tuesday. It's trash day around my house. Had to get the trash gathered up and take it outside this morning. Kind of chilly, but going to be up to 65 today. Going to be pretty nice. We had snow a week ago. And... Uh, it's still hanging around. I mean, it's melting, but uh, not not like you, not like it has in the past. You know, so there's you know, that we had uh, ice, ice, and then snow on top of the ice. But uh, it's going to be up 65 today. Matter of fact, uh, pushing 70, 69 on Friday. And I've been watching all the fishing tournaments online. MLF, Major League Fishing. I miss FLW. But uh, saw Scott, Scott Martin's video. He's getting his new boat all ready to go, headed out. And it's tempting not to uh, hook up my boat. But today I'm taking the tarp off and uh, going to get in there and uh, check it out. Get it uh, start maybe, well, not putting it back together because I take a lot of stuff out of my boat during the winter months. And uh, I'll be putting it back. 
probably eh, three or four weeks anyway, next few weeks. Uh, February is usually the cold month, and we do get snow here in Arkansas in March. Matter of fact, where I'm at, March has in the past been the uh, snowiest month. But uh, we've, you know, we've had, we've got winters here uh, within the past few years where we didn't have any snow. And we've had, a, I think we had one or two snow. Oh, we had that big, big uh, uh, Arctic cold. I mean, nine below zero, the high. I mean, the temperature, the temperature, not not wind chill, but the temperature was nine below. And uh, last year, boy, it was, it was the our homes here in Arkansas, or where I'm at, no, it's not built for that kind of temperature. It was cold, man. That It was no fun. No fun at all. But uh, spring's just around the corner. When is spring? March 21st? They haven't changed that, have they? Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, March. Well, I don't know. I, I was thinking it'd be March 21st. Oh, this is going to be one of those April springs, is it? How do they figure that anyway? I'm looking forward to the time change. I don't know. My calendar is not telling me. I do not know. St. Patrick's Day on the 17th. Well, uh, there's only one thing to do here. Because now I'm curious. Uh, spring. Oh, two, two. March 20th. Sunday the 20th. So we are a month and, uh, what, 12 days away? I am ready. I am ready. Puxatani Phil says six more weeks of winter last week. And, uh, well, some places probably. All right, today's Tuesday, February 8th. Matter of fact, wasn't that a week ago today? Groundhog Day. But uh, today's Laugh and Get Rich Day. <laughs> Okay, I'm waiting. Eh, nothing yet. Kite flying day. That I saw that, and that kind of blew me away because, well, it's February. Isn't March kite flying month? Isn't, uh, oh, well, it is what it is. Proposes day. I guess you propose today for a June wedding. Anyway, propose like, will you marry me? Yes, did that. Did that. Always fun to watch. I used to watch the YouTube videos of the, uh, uh, oh, what do they call it? You know, where the crowd shows up and uh, the big proposal thing and that one song. I mean, almost had it memorized. Now I can't even remember. Bruno Marx, the marriage song or whatever. Everybody used it. What's going on with fuel prices? This is stupid. Tell you what, that, uh, what was it, 200 million barrels that, uh, didn't last long, didn't help much at all. Diesel's up ten and a half cents a gallon this week. Ten and a half cents. Now, uh, last week I planned on doing a podcast, audio podcast anyway, but just couldn't get the body in the corona. Just wasn't enough far enough along to be able to do it. And fuel last week was up like six and a half cents, and now it's up another ten and a half cents, three ninety five a gallon. We're pushing at four dollars. Next week it could be over four dollars a gallon. Hello, Washington. Wake up up there. Somebody, come come on. There, there's no reason for this. 
Gas up 7.6 cents per gallon this week. 3.44 a gallon for gasoline. That's nuts. Yeah, you wait till I buy this Chevy Trail Boss with a big motor in it. <laughs> Burns on gas. It is what it is. Anyway, <clears throat> will will be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what's going to be going on there with the uh, fuel prices. Somebody's got to do something to uh, get this right. Quit worrying about stuff. I noticed yesterday up in the Northeast, some of these states are starting to turn loose of the uh, mask. Kids not having to wear masks anymore, kind of opening it back up, opening the uh, government back up. And these are Democrats doing that, Democratic states. New Jersey, I don't want to name them. If, uh, I know New Jersey was one of them. New York, not yet. But New York, does. It, it is what it is. Nothing against you people in New York. I got friends up in New York, New York City area. Got friends up in the Northeast. And uh, some of them are really over, overly paranoid about all this. Others, they're like me. Come on. It's time for normal. You know, time to get back to normal. And we've got to get the, uh, we, we've got to get the economy back right. And they, they keep on talking about how the economy's good. Well, come on, man. Three ninety-five a gallon for diesel. Three forty-four a gallon for gas. That is not normal. That that is going back to the way it was, uh, you know, a few few years back. I kind of got settled in and started liking the uh, two and a quarter fuel prices, you know. But anyway, all right. Today's topic: we're going to be talking about freight quotes, bids. Uh, uh, as a broker what you're doing, okay, and we're, we're, we'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, today's impossible question, in the history of sports, this has only happened once. What is it? In the history of sports, this has only happened once. What is it? And if I remember, I will answer that impossible question before we get done today. <laughs> I have a habit of forgetting to answer that question. I'll, I'll ask it during the podcast, then I'll forget to uh, give you the answer. All right, spot rates. Looking at spot rates from uh, last week, van rates are up 1.2%, flatbed up 0.7%, refrigerated freight down 0.3%. Eh, about, about right, about normal. Expect to see flatbed start really uh, taking off here in the next few weeks, I would imagine. We are in construction season. Construction stuff is going to start moving. If you are a broker, uh, listen to me. You know, start contacting your uh, lumber, roofing, steel, you know, suppliers. Spot rates from last week. Van rates are up four cents at three fifteen uh, per mile. Flatbed up two cents per mile from last or last month. I said last week, but I meant last month. Reefers down. Uh, $3.57 a mile. But this is all kind of following through with uh, what is normal for this time of year. So, anyway. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Let's, uh, FMCSA rolled out the uh, training provider registry as new driver training standards went into effect yesterday. Yesterday, the uh, FMCSA debuted an online database of registered driver training providers as new entry-level driver training standards went into effect. 
Now, what are these new rules and what are the new standards? Good question. Operating a commercial motor vehicle, known as a CMV, is an essential job that keeps our economy moving. It is also a heavy responsibility. When operated unsafely, the consequences can be devastating. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is charged with improving safety on our nation's roadways. FMCSA believes that high-quality driver training is essential to ensuring that new drivers are well-equipped to safely operate CMVs. In 2016, FMCSA published new regulations that established for the first time nationwide minimum requirements for entry-level driver training. The entry-level driver training, or ELDT regulations, identify the knowledge and skills an individual must obtain before testing for a commercial driver's license, known as a CDL, or certain CDL endorsements. The new ELDT regulations apply to individuals seeking to obtain a Class A or Class B CDL for the first time, upgrade an existing Class B to a Class A CDL, or obtain a Passenger P, School Bus S, or Hazardous Materials H endorsement for the first time. As of February 7, 2022, individuals subject to the regulations who apply for these CDLs or endorsements must have completed the required entry-level driver training from a provider listed on FMCSA's training provider registry. These providers have self-certified that they meet all applicable federal and state entry-level driver training requirements. Drivers searching for a training provider must select a provider from those listed in the registry and contact them to enroll. Drivers enrolled in employer-provided training may use the training provider list to verify that their employer-provided training is registered with FMCSA. Once training is completed, the provider will submit certification of training completion to FMCSA's training provider registry. The State Driver Licensing Agency will verify this information before administering applicable CDL skills or knowledge tests. Interested in applying for a CDL? Your next steps will depend on if you currently hold a Commercial Learner's Permit, known as a CLP, and if so, when it was issued. If you currently hold an unexpired CLP that was issued before February 7, 2022, you are not required to complete entry-level driver training before taking your CDL skills test, as long as you obtain your CDL before your CLP expires. If you do not yet hold a CLP, or if your CLP was issued on or after February 7, 2022, you must complete entry-level driver training before you will be permitted to take your CDL skills test. Any drivers who intend to apply for an S, P, or H endorsement for the first time on or after February 7, 2022 
must complete the applicable endorsement training before taking the S or P skills test or the H knowledge test. If you are required to complete entry-level driver training, you can visit the training provider registry and begin searching for a training provider today. Okay, obviously FMCSA video, they, uh, we came across that, thought it might uh, be of uh, use to you if uh, you've been planning on getting your CDL. Mine expired, well, uh, a few years ago, and I went ahead and turned it in, gave up my CDL. And because it was just getting too goofy. And I think a lot of drivers did the same thing. Didn't really want to, but man, they started, in Arkansas anyway, they started throwing hoops out there that had nothing to do with driving. You had to do this, you had to do that. And then uh, the thing that uh, it just it broke my back, you know, they wanted me to bring in my birth certificate to prove that I was who I was. It's on my driver's license. You know, I did that when I was 16 years old many, 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 many years ago to prove that's who I am. And you go back through your, uh, it just didn't make any sense to me. I said, forget it. You guys are getting stupid. <laughs> Government bureaucracy. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to class D. And uh, there were some other concerns there too, you know, health-wise and things like that. <clears throat> I always wanted to keep my CDL because, well, it's my, I worked hard to get it. And, uh, uh, and made, made, made quite a bit of money with it. Had my own trucking company. Things like that's what got me into uh, transportation. But it is what it is what it is. All right. Now, today's topic, FBTV, topic of the day. This part of the video is going to be posted on YouTube, so I will introduce myself to you folks on YouTube. My name is Mike. I am the host of the FBTV Insider. It's a podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app. And, yeah, if you've been wondering where we've been, because uh, we were back in January last month, kind of said this is the beginning of this uh, uh, podcast. You know, we were trying to do a couple of these a week. I came down with coronavirus. And it pretty much knocked me back on my butt for about two weeks and yesterday put up audio podcast audio only and today's our first video podcast if you'd like to hear the audio podcast use your favorite podcasting app freight broker tv if you're watching our videos here on youtube we appreciate it uh down below ring the bell subscribe add a comment if you wish if you have questions, obviously, feel free to ask because we do uh, recognize questions and answers and uh, do Q&As occasionally. Matter of fact, probably in the next video we're going to have a Q&A video. But uh, I am the lead consultant for Taltoa. If you are interested in becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, we always recommend starting out as a freight broker agent. we got a video on our website. Matter of fact, there's a YouTube video posted here. You know, where to begin, freight broker, freight broker agent. It's about a 30-some-odd-minute webinar we did here a while back. That really goes into detail. If you've been hearing, thinking about it, people have been urging you, because usually that's what happens. A lot of people will say, hey, man, you ought to become a freight broker. You, you, you're you going to be good at this. You could, 
you know, you're going to work from home. You're going to be independent. It's going to be your business. Even as a freight broker agent, it's your business. And yeah, your income potential is unlimited, but don't, don't, don't let somebody lead you down the yellow brick road by telling you that. Understand it doesn't happen overnight. It's a commission-based business. It doesn't matter if you're a broker or a broker agent. You're making a commission from every load you move. Okay. I uh, discussed that earlier in the podcast. Uh, matter of fact, in the beginning, may even cut that up and make that a video as well for YouTube. Short for uh, YouTube. But uh, uh, something else, too. I've been debating on whether to even talk about this. I've been, over the last couple of weeks, well, I've been in bed most of the time. I had a chance to watch a lot of videos. A lot of these uh, people that are posting these freight broker videos. <clears throat> and one thing I noticed is a lot of them almost put clickbait on their title, but they never really answer the question that the title indicated they were going to answer. And I scratch my head on that. And there's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, it's uh, some of these people should be politicians. <laughs> I mean, the information, I'm not saying the information they're giving is wrong. It just made my head spin a little bit because why are you making something so simple, so difficult? You know, that is what it is. So watch the videos. You know, watch them. If you've got questions, feel free to call me. You can call me. Right there, where well, there is right there that number uh, 479-668-0838. Visit our website at taltoa.com, T A L T O A.com. Uh, FBTV is, uh, well, I'm the lead consultant at Taltoa and happy to answer any questions uh, you may have. You know, people ask all the time, hey, what separates you from everybody else? Well, first of all, we're not a school, we're not a quote unquote school, we are a consulting firm. Taltoa is a consulting firm. Matter of fact, Taltoa. Originally, was an acronym for Transportation and Logistics Training of America. Years ago, when we first started, we just called it TALTOA, T-A-L-T-O-A. And we, we did away with the uh, Transportation and Logistics just because TALTOA became uh, pretty much a brand of its own. You know, it, uh, it stood stand on its own two feet. We've been, we've been around for two decades, more. But... Uh, yeah, if you got questions, you want to know more about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, check check the website out. Call me. Be happy to answer any questions you may have. Okay, today's topic, freight quotes, bids. We talk about this. I talk about this with my clients all the time. And maybe up until, I don't know, about a year or so ago, it wasn't a big deal. But about a year ago, I uh, had uh, a, a client or a customer, a potential. They weren't, not, they weren't even a customer yet. And that uh, really came after an agent, big time, about a rate quote, a bid, so to speak. They weren't even a client. They just say, hey, you know, what kind of rate are we looking at for a load like this? All right. And they came unhinged. They weren't set up with the brokerage yet, first of all. Their, their credit was not even approved. They knew this when they asked for a rate. Just because you ask for a rate does not mean you're going to get a truck for that rate or from that brokerage, not until you get approved. There's, there's not a brokerage on the planet that's going to get you a truck if you're not going to pay. 
If you can't, your credit's no good. Okay, that's number one. But and that's this is the only time in my 30 years in transportation I have ever seen this happen. But since then, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And since then, I've been training our clients. Okay, if somebody wants a quote or a bid, first of all, if they want a quote, all right, you can calculate the rate. Okay, calculating rates isn't that difficult. You've just got to have the tools to do it. Uh, and obviously, we go in-depth in about that. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, training sessions, part two, is where we're going to start working with rates. You're going to have access to the rate tools and things like that, and you're going to be doing a lot of rates. You know, how to calculate a shipper rate per mile, because all rates start with a shipper rate per mile. Uh, part three, we take it one step further, but anyway, we're talking about quotes today. Now, whenever you calculate the rate and you go back to your potential customer, Always present it as an estimate. You know, go back to your customer. Mr. Customer, from what the market is doing currently, uh, our best estimate to move that load is going to be this much. That way they can't come back on you. you. You see what I'm saying? You're covering your backside. You're not promising anything. Because especially if you're a new broker, a new broker agent, whatever, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to get a truck. Unless you absolutely know you've got a truck waiting that can haul that load. And as a broker, generally, you're not going to know that. That's not saying you may not know that over time that you built up relationships with uh, different carriers where you know you can pick up the phone and call one. But that comes in time. It doesn't happen overnight. Part of being a freight broker, a successful freight broker, is giving yourself the time to succeed. And I tell this to everybody. You don't just start brokering today and start making hundred thousand dollars a year tomorrow it takes time you you can build up to that point where you're making that kind of money but it takes time how much time everybody's different everybody's different I've had clients you know 30 days later they were out there making a thousand dollars a week as an agent I've had other clients uh, three months later uh, barely getting one customer you know and that that just tells me they're not working okay it's that simple uh, got some interesting news uh, coming from Taltoy here uh, in the next few weeks, maybe days. But uh, I tell you this, you know, I get on the phone and I could have customers in minutes. I could have loads to work in minutes. There's getting customers is the easy part about brokering. But anyway, that's uh, for another another video. Or training. There you go. Okay, so we went to the customer and we said, okay, you know, from what the market conditions are, what, what it looks like, uh, our best estimate to move that load from point A to point B, it's going to cost this much. That way you're not committing. It's not committal. You're putting a number out there. And uh, they can say, oh, man, I don't want to pay that much. Well, see if you can get me a truck. You know, that's what you're looking at. You don't want to commit to a load unless you know you've got a truck or you uh, know you're going to be able to get a truck. They may be saying, well, how do I know if I'm going to be able to get a truck? Uh, long story short, experience. Okay. All right. Now, what about bids? <clears throat> People always ask me about this. Uh, the customer wanted me to give them a bid. Okay. First of all, a bid is code for give me your cheapest rate to move this load. We're not in this for cheap. Come on, folks. Let the trucking companies go cheap if they want to. We're in this realistically. Give them a realistic rate. 
they want to bid, give them a realistic rate. All right. Now, approach it the same way. You know, Mr. Customer, yeah, you wanted to bid for this load from what well, we've checked out. Our best estimate for this bid would be this much. You know, you're using that word estimate. That way there's, you know, there, there's, there's no coming back and say, okay, yeah, you know, uh, give me a truck. Now what are you going to do if you can't get one? But anyway, like I said, bid is code for give me the cheapest rate you can. Understand, whatever, you've got to pay a truck to move that load. So there's got to be enough money in the truck to where you as the broker can make money and still have enough money to attract a carrier. You know, I know trucking companies are complaining all the time about rates, broker rates being so low. Uh, realistically, what's happening here, not saying that every broker's uh, like this, but uh, more times than not, what's actually happening is the shipper. You know, the, the shipper is giving the broker the rate they're going to pay. You know, we're paying this much. Get me a truck for this much. That's usually how it's going on. Going around, like uh, yesterday, I talked to a customer. They had a load going 258 miles, and they said, okay, we're, we're paying 1250 Okay. That's what they're paying. That's that's what the broker had to work with was that 1250 Okay. So, anyway, neither here nor there. But uh, that's it. Quotes and bids. Okay, call them estimates. Give them an estimate. You know, because you've got to have enough money... Uh, from in that load to be able to pay a truck. You know, you, you may win the bid, but if you don't have enough money in that load, that, that customer's not paying you enough, you're never going to get a truck to move that load. See what I mean? So think about that. All right, that's today's topic. Again, uh, Freight Broker TV, we are uh, the FBTV podcast. Hear that on your favorite podcasting app. If you got questions about working as a freight broker, freight broker agent, visit our website, Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Or you can call me, 479-668-0838. All right, uh, winding down, in the history of sports, this has only happened once. What is it? That's today's impossible question. If you said a city hosted both Winter and Summer Olympics, you were right. So that is today's impossible question. Having a birthday today, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Jules Verne, 20,000 leagues under the sea, born on this date. Jack Lemmon, born on this date back in 25. James Dean, 1931. <clears throat> Ted Koppel from Nightline, he's 82 today. Happy birthday. Nick Nolte, 81. All my guys are getting up there. I'm getting up there. Mary Steinbergen, Back to the Future, Ted Danson's wife. Uh, her birthday today. Gary Coleman. Name may sound familiar, Arnold. What's happening, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> From different strokes. Uh, he was born in the state back in 1968. Uh, what else going on? Let me see here. Anything we would that? Uh... Oh, there's one more thing I want to tell you about. I saw this yesterday, and I thought it was kind of nuts. Did you see this in the news? <laughs> if you live in Hawaii, cost of living in Hawaii, if you ever heard it was expensive, well, a couple out there in Hawaii, they got a $18,000 electric bill. Kind of cracked me up. Okay, listen to this story. A Hawaiian couple was charged a whopping $18,000 for their electric bill last month after their electric company claimed 
they were responsible for paying for their neighbors, their neighborhood streetlights. Uh, this couple received a letter from uh, Hawaiian Electric Company, HECO, uh, January 27th, saying they were the legal owners of the street and were therefore responsible for an outstanding balance of $17,860.09, which was currently more than the $18,000 due to several years of unpaid invoices, bills. <laughs> uh, Hawaiian Electric recently learned that you both own Halamelua Place because you own the street upon which the streetlights are located we believe that you are responsible for payment <laughs> alright now let's go on down to the, uh, The, the, uh, the spokesman for the electric company said they do not expect the couple to pay the balance, but are working with them and the city to track down whoever should be responsible for paying the five-figure sum. So why did they bill this couple if they don't expect them to pay the balance? Because they wanted to bill somebody so they could get the ball rolling on, you know, sticking somebody with the $17,000 bill. <laughs> Now, our utility companies here in Arkansas, we got OG&E. And uh, there's a price adjustment on our electric bill. And the way I understand the price adjustment is we're being charged not only for the electricity we use, but also the electricity we didn't use that OG&E thought we were going to use. We're having to pay for that, too. I don't know, that's the way I understand it. I could be way off, but I've, I've said this before when I was talking to LG and he brought it up and nobody said I was wrong. Crazy, man, but what are you going to do, right? All right. Uh, well, like I said, you know, I, I said at the beginning of this video podcast, uh, don't expect it to last too long, but who knows? And here we are, almost 40 minutes into it. So we'll call it a, we'll call it a day. Uh, maybe Thursday. All right. It's supposed to be close to 70 Friday. Maybe I'll take that boat on the lake. But anyway, go have a, a good Tuesday. Unless, of course, you've made the plans.